Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, Consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... You got there pretty easily. It's well-marked and stuff like that. You open the door and Benedict Smith looks nervous. He kind of looks at you, kind of like gestures you in like aggressively like as you're coming in. Uh, close the door behind you. I think I found something. I'm not sure what that something is, though. What'd you find, man? Well, so th- this is where it gets strange. Um, I'm not sure how to put this. The Wi-Fi in the building's been really bad lately, and so I, I was checking some stuff, and I've been doing kind of some bandwidth testing just to see if, I, I don't know, maybe someone like piggybacked off the system or something like that to steal the mask in the first place or something, and... I, I'm not quite sure what's going on. Like IT set this up for me just to kind of so I could monitor what was going on. The network usage around the time of what we think the murder was last night was really high, but also like 15 minutes before and after the disturbances on the camera. Let me take a look. Yeah. What's your comp side again? 50. Ah, uh, so based on previous knowledge, this is more than enough to find exactly what you're looking for. So after some poking around, someone has very much been from the outside accessing the museum's security system and network and all kind of connecting parts of it. And not just recently, going back months, maybe even a full year or something like that. And because you pulled the drives out of that computer in Savannah, you know where to look for this. And yeah, you find again in a hidden folder, just a simple text file with an I made of just kind of text characters is the only thing inside of it. Lawrence, you're looking kind of stiff. Is that is the Wi-Fi haunted or what's going on? You recognize that? We'll point to the text. No, fuck. That would hold what? up. How did that get in there? I don't know what your system's infected eggs. I would go fucking smash the server, to be honest. Copy that. Not sure I can do that necessarily, but when you say infected, so I started thinking about this. Um, I don't know a ton about these types of things, but it kind of like looks at some more of the footage again and kind of is going through it. Would it be possible to like splice in sections of this footage to make it look like the hallways were empty for longer periods of time? Oh, totally. 100%. You see that in movies all the time. That's what I thought. Like, yeah, because the the time frames just didn't line up with stuff. I I kept going over the footage over and over again, and that's kind of how I want to appear. So he pulls up a very specific kind of set of the footage and kind of rolls through. He's like, so if you look at it here, kind of points at one spot, watch this shadow here and kind of scrolls backwards and forwards. You basically see the shadow move in a mirrored fashion. It approaches and it kind of goes backwards the exact same way it came. He's like, if I had to guess, it's almost like someone cut in a 10-minute segment and just played it in reverse or something so it wouldn't look like it jumped. I, I don't know much about kind of this type of stuff, but yeah, do you know someone that would hack a security system so they could steal a basic, generic stone mask and then cover up, I guess, a murder of some kind? I mean, we just talked to Saeed, and he was the one who apparently was the most interested in the mask, but why would he... Do that. No. Look at look at what we have in front of us. This wasn't the last spot. I mean, we were right yesterday. It was a lure. Uh, I would like to roll an alertness check after saying this stuff kind of 
happened. Yeah. Uh, four out of 70 success. Yeah. So you're thinking back now, like nothing in the room leaps out at it especially weird, but there have been a lot of security cameras in this building. It's quite strange that, that only those would be impacted and so inconsistently. And yeah, this something seems off. Thanks, you've been here for a sec. Notice anybody with like eye tattoos or weird eye related paraphernalia on them? Kind of shrugs at this. I've seen a bunch of bad college student tattoos, one or two facial ones. Uh, what's her name? The gothy one uh, kind of snaps his fingers a couple times. Uh, Veronica, she probably has a couple eyes on her. Uh, she's got that. You see it, the kind of crazy zombie tattoo on her left arm? Actually, might have been covered up. It's kind of cold right now. Uh, you see stuff, nothing, kind of like what's at the file. Nothing like that, though. I want to see if I can drop, like, the video files that Eggs has into, like, a video editing software. Yeah, definitely. Like, I want to see, like, the specific cuts or anything that have been made to the file, if I can figure that out. That sounds like it requires some artistry. I think with your kind of intellect and your comp size skills, you can establish that. Yeah, I guess kind of the footage you're looking at has definitely been edited. It's quite obviously now that you're looking at it and kind of looking at it in this context, you see several moments that were spliced together. The exact how it was edited, you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell. It's edited pretty well, though. I will say that. That text file, am I able to just delete it? Yeah. And then, you know, empty out the recycling bin and then I want to go check the file location again. That's gone as best you can tell. I don't think that fixed it, but best i got other than doing like resetting the whole system signing everybody out give me an intelligence test one critical success jesus christ yeah so your comp side background your extra paranoid at this point you've seen some stuff you're thinking back on kind of the various events that you're pretty sure kind of line up make a chain that led to here and was florence ever involved in kind of some hacktivism at any point in time or some kind of hacker culture I mean, she has like a 50% in computer science, so she might not have herself been like one of them, but she probably definitely followed the... That's why I'm saying you could figure this one out. It would be common for someone that hacked the system or something like this to maybe leave a calling card of some kind. Yeah, what you want to do is... I mean, basically, you're going to have to tell your IT department to completely sign everybody out. I mean, they probably have to reset. This is perfect, actually. They're going to have to reset a bunch of stuff, uh, lose a lot of data. I mean, basically a system scrub, new passwords and everything, and update to your shitty security. X kind of nods at this. Well, so with that in mind, everyone give me a sand roll, kind of realizing the weight of the situation that something or someone has been watching you. 77 critical. Critical success. Congratulations. Did we gain one back on criticals? I say you do, yes. 64 out of 36% failure? 73 out of 44% failure. How is your sanity 36%? What? I don't know. What happens when you have one bond? I have three now! <laughs> yeah. Two of them are dealt green. Yeah! And then the neighbor! <laughs> also, and I, I got some bad news speaking of your bonds. The weight of this situation is going to be a 1d10 sand roll. Like the fact that someone or something has been watching you this entire time is seeking, is kind of slowly sinking in. That everything you've done since you stepped into this building, probably what sent the box, has been watching you go about this investigation. 1d10? 1d10 of helplessness. Very concerning that this. Oh, oh no. Oh, a 10! God, oh. no. Um, Your paranoia is I, accurate. Hey, so uh, let me go ahead and um, unload some of that shit to the bar owner who has made me soft. Yeah, you you both can unload as much sanity as you can off a of 1d4. Okay. So I rolled a 7, the 1 on the 1d4. Alright, I'm gonna roll my 1d4 now. Yep, I'm on big 1d4. 3. Okay. And I'm doing that to the neighbor. Yep. So you offload 3 points of that sand damage, bringing it down to a 7 to you. Off on the neighbor and Firestarter, you offload one point of that sand damage off onto your new boyfriend? Bar friend? God damn it. So that puts me at... How close would you do your next breaking point? I'm already there. I was three points away. So if I was at 36, 
and I dropped down seven. That's what, 29? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm already, yeah, I'm, what, four under my breaking point, which is 33? Yeah. So do I put a point into helplessness now, or what? what's going yeah, on Yeah, you here? both get to take a point into helplessness at this point. Okay. I'm only two under my breaking point. I did lose a chunk of sanity. Am I, like, hyperventilating and throwing up in the corner right oh, now? Oh, yeah, I know. So we're going to play that out for a second. So as the reality of the situation sets in, Florence and her kind of typical, calm, collective, icy demeanor is professional in this case, but Firestarter, Foxtrot, like, just the weight of the world is suddenly pressing down upon you. Like, you're not quite sure how it feels like this, but you feel like just thousands maybe millions of eyes are just staring into you and always have been maybe for years decades maybe your entire life like you just can't like you're partially frozen kind of like whipping around some like and just every you look you feel like something's watching you for a split second or two like you feel almost like an animal caught in a trap that you know something's out there beyond kind of your field of view and you know it's watching you but you can't see it okay and as a reaction, I'm just going to pull my gun right out of my holster and start sure. kind of aiming around looking for whatever sure. I think I, is there. But I obviously can't see it, so I look like a crazy man waving his I gun around. Benedict kind of reacts super bad as he kind of like stands up, like puts his hands up. Florence, how do you react to this? So she gained sanity from this. So yeah. she's like <laughs> sitting there nodding. As it all comes together, and she's like, "All right, you want to play that fucking game? I'll play." I would interpret this like she's been vindicated. She's right, yeah, about this. She is right, and uh, I mean, and then and then John pulls out his gun, and she sees like Aang's raises hands, and uh, she looks at him, and she sees him, and she stands up, and she like puts her arm or puts a hand on his like wrist where he's holding his gun. It's like John, we were right. We've got this. We knew. We were right. Somebody's hunting us, and now we know. I'm still looking around. I hear Florence, but I'm still, like, frantically looking around the room for whatever I feel is staring at me, but I can't see it. Yeah. Were we sitting down, or were we, like, standing? Either or, I think. Foxtrot doesn't sit down. (laughs) (laughs) So I would imagine Firestarter was sitting. I mean, he kind of slumps and falls off his little office rolly chair in the security room. And he just starts kind of hyperventilating and just kind of zoning out for a little bit. And it's because it's Firestarter. He's he's got a flask on him and he's been day drinking. He feels super nauseous and just kind of crawls over to the trash can and starts like vomiting, vomiting. Give me a concha. Both of us are just uh... just uh, just Firestarter. Nine percent success, baby. <laughs> All right. So you successfully actually throw up. It's not that horrific kind of dry <laughs> heaving that does uh-huh. nothing but make you feel worse about feeling sick. It's. It's not great. You did throw up in a trash can from a nervous breakdown, but at least, like, it's a cleansing moment almost for you kind of thing. Like, you've gotten the poison out, for lack of a better phrase. The the simple act of reacting horribly to a horrible realization has a calming influence on you. And, like, maybe even the smell kind of helps snap Foxtrot out of it a little bit. Like, it's it's human. It's real. It's normal. Like, it's this is a very normal kind of human primal reaction to suddenly feeling overwhelmed and kind of like you're under assault type of thing. It's gross, don't get me wrong. The room now has a trash can full of vomit in it, but it's not that kind of like full-body, painful, dry heaving that's so much worse in some ways. As a fire starter is done throwing up, he's just kind of going to roll over and just kind of lay on the floor for a little bit and just kind of breathe. Look, both of you are trained for something like this, all right? We stepped into this world not knowing what to expect, but this time we know. Take comfort in knowing that we're not just running around playing someone's game. We know now, and now we can make them play ours, and we're going to kill them all. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. Now get up. You can clean yourself up. Make yourself presentable. We've got this. <sighs> oh, let me just let me just reach deep in. Because I've been sipping on some good whiskey this entire day and I had to throw all that up just because of some dipshit with a keyboard. <laughs> all right, I'm up. I'm up. Who's got a water bottle? I need to wash out my mouth. Oh, God, I need a trash bag for this, but I'm up. Firestarter's just kind of like dusting himself off and getting up, 
looking at a grimace at the trash can on the floor, like an angry grimace, not like a, oh man, I just shit myself in public, but like a, oh man, god damn it. John, you all right? So after looking around for a while, like stop all of a sudden, now that I'm realizing it and I put my gun away and I take a deep breath and I look over at Florence and I say, let's go. Thanks, thanks. Get this whole system wiped. Make sure that any footage with us on it is gone. All right. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, do I need to know why he just pulled a gun and he threw up in a trash bin, or am I better off not knowing on this one? I look over at Eggs and I say, "No, you don't need to know." Uh, got it. Guessing this is some um kind of makes a little triangle symbol with his hands. I like looks at it. Some real deep shit with that whole business. Yeah. You might need an extra gun tonight. I'll call you if we do. Sure, yeah. Um, anything that I can help you out with, I, I guess. Oh, shit. Um, Text us when Victor and Christina leave, either of them. Can do. Can do. Stall them when they try to leave. I can definitely do that. Stance up. I'll do one better, actually. I'll go deal with that right now. All right. He's heading down, so his loading dog to leave the building for a quick second. You going to follow him out? What are you guys off to do? Are you going to the apartment building? Yeah, let's follow him out. You know, yeah. we'll just make sure he gets out safely and we'll split off to go to our car. Yeah. So kind of as you're kind of peeling off in the parking lot, you see him just walk right over to our car. You don't recognize and just kind of in a swift practice motion, just slashes all four tires. All right. <laughs> I Before we left, I had picked up the trash can with my vomit because I was going to throw it out in the garbage can in the back. And I uh, I put that down and start clapping. He kind of looks at you and makes like it makes an awkward salute and kind of looks around, like puts his knife away and then like scampers back inside as best he can. Who the hell's car was that? Probably Victor's and Christina's. All right. Once we're in the car, Florence text Pine just simply says confirmed setup. All right. You get no response back at this time. You're off to the apartment. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to find. It's the third story of kind of a five-story little apartment building. Not a lot of security from the outside, especially you can tell. It's just a normal kind of grad student, college student apartment. A little ways off campus. They have to drive to get here in an easy fashion. It took you about 15 minutes to get there via driving in the snow. You should have some time if they have to walk to get here kind of thing. It's a little bit late at this point. We'll probably say it's about 4.30, 5 o'clock at this point. People might start coming home soon, but also they might be going out to do grocery shopping or whatever. I'd recommend whatever you do be deliberate in it. Go in there, fucking case this place, get it wired to the fucking brim, and then we wait. I got a 50 in craft electrician. I'm here to help um, John just absolutely bug the shit out of this apartment. That was like a plan to me. <laughs> Let's go. All right, so none of you have the lock picking skill, but I'll let you kind of try your luck at the lock. You want to give me a dex or a stealth check on this one? Where is there a lock picking skill? It's a skill you can pick up. It's a specialty. Yeah. Oh, you said a dex or a stealth? Stealth, yeah. I'm gonna roll a dex. Question, Charlie. With a background as a firefighter, I should know how to get into a building pretty, pretty effectively. Correct? Yes, but also firefighters are more of the smashing into a building approach. <sighs> yeah, Fine. I rolled a five out of sixty-five, so we're good anyway. Yeah. Boxer does a pretty good job of kind of jimmying the lock and it swings inward and you're not going to need to do any wiring this place to prove what's going on here. So the room you kind of open up into, it is a pretty typical studio apartment, except that whoever lives here has spent a lot of time converting it into the most grad school furnished shrine ever. They basically kind of pushed anything that wasn't bolted down to the walls and kind of arrange the furniture into kind of strange mounds. And the entire room from the door seems to almost kind of funnel you towards a pile of books and kind of other valuable items of some kind. And on top of it sits a strange stone, very smooth looking mask. Motherfucker. Oh. You're all staying in the doorway at this point. Is anyone entering the apartment at this point? I am. Did anyone bring the guns? Oh, I definitely brought guns after that fucking incident. I'm fucking trapped to the brim. Did we have shotguns on us? I know we put stuff in the... Oh, wait, I have that fucking AK! Yeah, you have the AK. Oh, hell yeah! I've got the AK, baby! 
Hell yeah. I'm already walking in with fucking sights ahead of me. So I'm taking point, kind of sweeping the, uh, the, the initial entrance right now. How quickly do we notice this mask? It's very hard to miss it. Okay. Like the, like the entire apartment has been converted into almost like a point of reverence. Like it's, it is the only thing that doesn't look weird in the room, but it being a mask on a pedestal made of kind of furniture and stuff is inherently weird. So I figured since I've got that AK, I'm going to take the front. Yep. So I look at everybody and I'm in like full ready, just engagement mode. And I say ready to go. Florence just nods. I would imagine Florence usually takes the back. So I am second to, to go in. Florence would probably take the middle. Usually. Okay. I'll take the door. Oh, fuck it. I'll go in the middle. Your call. Your call. I mean, we figured you'd be sandwiched between the two guys who are yeah, more. Yeah, that's that's what I'll do. Okay. Okay. All right, so I take point, and I'll be the first one in. You kind of step into the room. It doesn't get less weird being inside of it. You're followed by Florence, and then you're followed by Firestarter, and I'm assuming you close the door behind you? Before we do, I'm going to signal to them, check for any uh, light switches at the door. I do a search almost immediately to get my bearings around this apartment, and I fumble that search. Can't see shit, Captain. I'm not searching for it because as, as soon as I walked in, I'm I'm keeping guns aimed directly into the apartment, sweeping throughout that area the whole time. So I'm depending on them to see if there's a light switch. Do you do anything, Florence? Yeah, she will take a quick look to see if there's a light switch, but she's she's also kind of staying with her head on the swivel. Yeah. Uh, you need a search check. Yeah, give me a search for that as well. 20 out of 54 success. Yeah, so... Normal apartment, you find the switch, you flick it up, the lights are on. It's weird. You, despite the room being dark, you could see the mask. Now that the lights are on, the kind of weirdness of this room is even more brought into detail. Again, like it's someone is trying very hard to make a place of reverence out of badly assembled IKEA furniture, various knickknacks, and twenty-something-year-olds with put together. Like the mask is the only ritualistic or whatever relating to that thing in the apartment but someone's worked very hard to try and convert this space to something that feels more appropriate to that and foxtrot you're immune to this for reasons that will make sense in a couple seconds but florence and Firestarter both give me a wow check 51 out of 85 success 79 out of 50 percent failure all right so you both kind of feel whispers in your mind Florence, you shake it off pretty well. Kind of, you managed to do a good job of ignoring it. But Firestarter, you kind of start to feel something whispering to you in your brain. It's not so much that it's kind of trying to tell you to do something. It's more encouraging you to bad behavior, if you will. Like, wouldn't it be cool if you just, you know, shot your two comrades in the back of the head right now? I, I, I don't know. Went to a bar and took home like nine people at once and just did some real aggressive stuff with them like it's it's compelling you to kind of darker and darker and more extreme behavior it backs off pretty quick give me a quick sand check oh god 20 percent of a 38 success thank god <laughs> yeah so you shake this all out of your brain as well there's definitely something up with this apartment though like there's a vibe to this space that kind of now that all of you have either managed to walk through it or in foxtrot's case he is blissfully immune to it somehow the mask wants violence it wants escalating behavior what do you do i want to let me see if this works what are you trying to do so i want to see if i noticed the weird like moment where fire starters started hearing the voices like i want to see if i noticed the winds or anything like that would that be alertness or would be human in which one's higher for you uh, alertness let me alertness check 13 out of 70 success. Yes, you noticed it, but it was very quick. Like it kind of like just like it flickered across his eyeballs for a quick second there. Okay. So without looking at Firestarter, because I'm still aiming and swiveling around the apartment, I yell at Firestarter, what did you hear or see? And I'm just kind of breathing pretty heavily and whatnot. It's like, (sighs) I think, (sighs) okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I think I understand what, why those two are just, gallivanting and knocking genitals whatever this mask's influence is is it wants it wants something it wants something from you this is almost worse than that fucking ice cream truck what did it want from you oh man it wanted you guys hurt it wanted you guys hurt bad 
by who by me like this thing this thing craves bloodshed this thing craves violence or any kind of hedonism like more so than just me just having a good night at the bar this was oh oh god i'm good now trust trust me i'm good i'm good but just i don't know it's it's weird like i know you're pointing your gun at it i think it wants that i think it wants bullets fired i think it wants whatever there's got to be a way to destroy it this by denying it what it what it craves maybe i don't know florence you're the brains what do you think before i answer that is there any bloody knife rolling around in this apartment that i can see not that you're seeing no you need to destroy it say no more how far is the mass from where i'm at that's across the apartment so like 20 feet tops like you can get there very easily okay and remind me what is this mask made out of stone stone hmm use the elder shot all right i'll holster the or like basically i'm guessing the ak has a sh- like a shoulder strap yep. of sorts tussling on it okay so i'll sling the ak pull out the elder shot and fire right at the the mask yeah you want me to do my firearms no there's no pressure right now you just hit it so the bullet hits it and kind of the room goes silent for a second. I don't mean like you don't hear anything. I mean like actual sounds. You don't hear your breathing or anything. Maybe it's more than a second. Maybe it's several hours. Again, like I kind have of loose track time during this whole little moment, but you see kind of cracks start to form out of this mask where you hit it kind of thing. Like I'm assuming you shot kind of right between the eyes or something like that for dramatic effect. Uh, I basically shot it wherever I had the most chance to hit it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So. Okay, so center mass. Yeah. So, it's just yeah. kind of it's slowly cracking outwards. And it's almost like watching ice shatter. And as these cracks form, trickles of blood start to kind of flow out of the mask ever so slowly. And kind of you watch as this mask just slowly kind of cracks outwards. Eventually just kind of breaks itself with a loud shattering sound. And just kind of the parts fall to the ground. They seem to fall in almost slow motion. Everyone give me a sand check as you're watching this. Should have hid behind the couch. 34 out of 81 success. 83 out of 38 failure. If it's like bloody and all that stuff, would that count towards me being attuned to violence or is it because it's a mask is bleeding that You're it's You're watching like a, a mask bleed and crack like ice that's made out of stone. That's not violence. That's unnatural. Okay. Alrighty. I have a rudimentary question. Something being shot with Elder Shot, do I do anything to my willpower? No, because you spent it while making it. Perfect. Do I have to do any willpower because I fired Elder Shot? Ew. Okay. 59 out of 29 failure. Yeah, so let's see that failed. Give me a 1d4 sand check. Much lower because you're victorious in this case. You've done the good thing, but you're also seeing something terrible happen. A four. Alright, I got a three. You can offload that sand damage. Yeah. I'm going to save my willpower because I have like half of it. I'm just going to eat it. Alright. I'm going to offload some to fire starter, actually. Alright. Oh, that's a broken bond. <laughs> I think. Do we have animosity towards each other? <laughs> Not necessarily. Just Not necessarily. There's a storyline reason I specifically chose Firestarter, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Earlier, when we were talking about Cannibal Cult, you said we should have gotten rid of that other guy earlier, and that was our partner you were talking about. I didn't say anything then, but that definitely was like, that's not fucking cool. That was our partner. I like the priest. What does this new guy know? He's been here for what, a mission or two? Like, you and Florence are ride or die. You've seen some stuff. Yeah, this guy came recommended, but he got forced into F-Cell. I, I miss Chad's priest character. I miss him too. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, wait a minute, did Firestarter just fucking say you should have gotten rid of him sooner? I was like, oh, I'm gonna bite my tongue. Okay, uh, so, wait, so that it's only three. Do I have to do the full four if I only need to offload three? Yeah. Oh, shit, okay. Well, then that's zero. For, yeah, the bond? Yeah. Okay, so I take no sand damage. Now, so yeah, it's not animosity, but like any kinship you felt with Firestarter, not there. He's not really F-Cell. He's just a cheap replacement. What does he know? I still have three with you, so I still think highly of you. (laughs) I'm so sorry! No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. This is a really interesting dynamic because like in Firestarter's head, Everything's chummy. I still get to make jokes between the two of you and whatever the heck. And now I'm the annoying coworker. 
pieces hit the floor. They're all back in reality at this point. The sound comes rushing back, or maybe it was always there. You'll never fully know, but yeah. So you're now just kind of like maybe the gunshot echoes around the room a little bit, but yeah, the, the mask is busted up. If you want to get closer, maybe you can see what's happening with the shards. But it's destroyed. It's quite destroyed. I want to get close. And I want to, like, hold out my Elder Signed hand to see if it reacts in any way. So the shards are very rapidly turning into sand, dirt, dry clay. You're not quite sure what, but, like, it's it's almost reverting back to whatever base it was made out of originally. Like, even calling them shards is insincere here at this point. They're just kind of turning into small dust piles where shards touch the ground. So you said it's, like, made like a shrine. Is yeah. it kind of, like, place easily flammable? Yeah, it's a not great apartment. Definitely flammable. It's also one apartment. of five apartments in yeah, the building. Never mind. I immediately realized that we were in an apartment again. Florence, once it's done, she just walks out the door. All right. I kind of open nope. the door. Florence, if there's a fire. Nope, there's it's we got to burn it. We got to burn it. Pull the fire alarm. We're going to burn it. All right. Go. I'm pulling it right now. Wait for the fire alarm. I back out, but still keep my gun facing towards the apartment as I walk out. Yeah. As soon as I get to the doorway, I say go to a fire starter and then walk out. I immediately start going to town. Like, this is something that I am going to just start setting anything that's like books, paper, paper towels, kind of throwing it or throwing around some alcohol. What? Like, because it's a college thing. Like, there's got to be some. Yeah, I know. Plenty of flammable stuff, plenty of cheap furniture. Yeah, it's it's quite easy to get this place going. Lawrence does pull the fire alarm, and then she just casually walks out to the car. Sure. And I want to sabotage the door so that way it's stuck. I walk out the apartment door, and I'm going to fucking fuck with the door so that way it's, like, not openable, so they can't, like, go inside and put the fire out. Like, the apartment is going to hopefully, ideally, be completely lost with minimal damage to the rest of the other apartments. Sure. But if other apartments catch on fire, I'm going to... I'm making a vacuum of sorts. Yes. Yeah, it's a risky maneuver. Probably people have to evacuate, definitely. But if they get caught up, it's it's unfortunate. But they it's one of those things where it's like, hey, there's a greater evil and a greater thing that we need to make sure doesn't come to light. Yeah. And then I will kind of get back to the car on my time. Sure. Drive. Drive away casually. All right. So you make it kind of 10 or so minutes away from the apartment going nowhere specifically you get a phone call from bandic smith and just kind of like he sounds out of breath on the other side did, did you guys just do something going on I, I don't know what happened but victor and christina just kind of on camera had like full-on breakdowns they went like full rage out hulk in their in their labs and then like took off into the hallway and i just found well I'm assuming he's dead, but I just pulled Christina off of Victor, just screaming about how it was her turn. Dude's head was bashed open. She had like four scalpels in him. They both just fucking lost it. Where is she? She's with Campus PD. She She's bleeding really severely, like she did it to herself, and Victor did it to her some. Is she going to die? I, I, I don't know. I'm not an EMT, but she didn't look good. Honestly, that's for the best, if anything else. I had to knock her out. They have EMTs on scene? Yeah, a PD showed up after I subdued her and kind of they called some medics and there's an ambulance on the way, but she she wasn't looking good and she was just kind of speaking garble, like just sounds and whimpers. Well, Eggs, congratulate yourself. You just caught the campus killer and we're not going to try to dive too much into it. Kind of wish I hadn't if that's what happened, like, I, I'm gonna see this in my sleep. Like she bashed his head open, like it was an egg on the floor. And um, are they, they still have her, or have they transported her away from the? Uh... I I think the ambulance left a couple minutes ago, or kind of just left. I, I don't know. It's been kind of a frenzy here after you know the murder yesterday and this. There's we're we're talking contagions in the lab, curse of mummies. Everyone's freaking out. I notified IT about the hack in the system, and there are all types of panic right now. They're checking all the other parts of the campus system. It's it's chaos here. Right. Text us if you need us. Thanks, Higgs. Chains up. The fire starter just kind of looks chuffed. Like, nice. That took care of itself. Perfect. There's a reason why there was somebody murdered. Something's to blame on it. And whoops, their apartment just caught on fire coincidentally. Like, whatever. 
close end unless she dies. Oh man. How do we make sure she does die? We do it ourselves. Yeah, if somebody could distract and get me into her hospital room for all I need is thirty seconds. Don't even need a gun. Do ICE agents have any kind of jurisdiction in this area? You said we need a distraction, right? Well, ICE agents, they recover. It's, they, they deal with cultural artifacts, right? Being stolen and whatnot. Yep. That would do it. Mm, mm. Can you see if Eggs knows what hospital she's being taken to? I'll text him and ask. Yeah, he gets back to you with the address for it. All right, so what we need to do with these is we need to go in fast. Uh, I mean, one of you needs to just be the hard hitter like you know we know that she stole cultural artifacts she's been doing it for years however long she's worked there get us into the room to talk to her i mean she's mm, she's gonna be in critical condition actually that's not gonna get us some is she still at the school site no uh Wait, no she went can we intercept her ambulance well hold is she still at the school yes or no no she's already been picked up by the emts yeah, they said that he said that they left a few minutes ago. Oh, shit. We have it. Oh, shit. We can't really just run up and just gun down that ambulance because that'll leave a lot of questions. That kitted out AK you have. What's the scope like? Real good. All right. Sure. Are you think? Are you thinking what I what I think you're thinking? Yep. Oh, all right. As promised, buddy, you get to take this shot. I do owe you one. So do we think we could probably make it to the hospital before the ambulance? Are we close enough to make it there before them? It's unlikely since you don't know the area well and they're an ambulance. Yeah, um, okay. Uh, then... I will give you a drive and a luck check if you want, and a navigate. I mean, I think that rather than risk getting pulled over, I think that we just wait for her to get through, like, give, given a room through everything, and, like, you know, we wait for her to be put in her room. We call one of us as an IS agent requesting the information about what room she is in, um, when she'll be in a state to talk. When we know what room she's in, then you can position up uh, wherever you need to, far enough away to take the shot, finish her, and we'll leave. Sounds like a plan. Depends on how big this hospital is. I mean, this is a tall hospital, and we've got no tall buildings. It's going to be hard to get a good shot, but we'll see what the layout looks like when we get there. Yeah. Can Florence look up the hospital, see what it's... Yeah, uh, sniping it will not be the easiest approach. Also, AK-47s aren't sniping weapons. But we did have a sniper rifle among the stuff that was in the... We do have a hunting rifle. With a scope, though, right? Yeah. That's good for, like, 20 yards. Mm. Not 20 yards, like... The hunting rifles can shoot up to 150 meters. Yeah, they got some range. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the hunting rifle, so... So let's treat this one initially right now as though it's an actual medical injury and see a luck check. From all of us or just one person? Um, whoever wants to roll it, I guess. Florence, you've been the luckiest person so far. Now that you say that, I'm going to fumble. Never mind. Oh, with a success! Yeah, so while you're debating this, you get a text from Eggs kind of confirming, hey, I just heard she died on the ambulance. Severe stab wounds bled out. Florence will text back, good job. Mission complete. Destroy the phone, SIM card, get rid of it. Your text comes back to you at phone number is no longer in surface. She snaps her SIM card, smashes her phone, and once we're on the freeway, just tosses the burner out the window. Sure. And then on the phone that she texts Pine with, she says she'll text, it's done. Yeah, so Pine doesn't respond back. She just kind of suddenly all your emails light up with all the travel information you might need to make it to... Cairo importing, apparently. It's a plane ticket to San Diego. It's all ready for you, kind of as an at-will plane ticket, which is kind of rare. It almost suggests it's on a private flight of some kind out of the airport near you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Florence will text Pine's number and remind her that Florence wants to talk before we touch down. Sure. Straight to the airport, then? Is this directly to the airport that we're doing right now? Pine is telling you to go to the port, port right now. You've completed the operation. You need to go kind of run down this lead while it's still a viable lead as soon as possible. Okay. Can you text Pine to just to make sure our extra luggage will be able to make the flight? Yeah, I was going to ask. Lawrence will text, does this cover carry-on? Pine responds back, it's a very discreet airline. Okay. I don't want to lose my AK, so... <laughs> so yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right, yeah. You get to the airport, and there is a... By all measures, a private plane waiting for you. Not kind of a full, it's not like a G6 or something. It's not a fancy kind of high-end private jet, but 
it's chartered just for you. There's no security check. They like rush you through a bunch of stuff. You can even drive right up to it on the tarmac if you so wish type of situation. It's gassed and ready to go. As we're pulling up, Florence just looks to Firestarter and John like, we've never had them drop this much money on us or this much sway. Genuine surprise. We kind of stumbled on something kind of big. So I figured this is going to be, I don't know, of high priority. Foxtrot and Florence may not be used to this. This isn't quite normal for T-Cell, but the amount of fuss is not abnormal for T-Cell. This is just a private jet versus a Blackhawk or something. Yeah, I mean, like, if Pine had me fly Spirit Airlines one more time, I would be having a very stern word with her. I always rebuy my tickets. Oh, wouldn't I technically fly relatively on private jets, or at least pretty low-key under my line of work? Yeah, but not for Delta Green. Fair enough. Well, let's, uh, is, I wonder if Pine's gonna be flying with us. This is going to be a fun little solo cabin work trip. Maybe we get to use one of them fancy airplane phones. Once we're in the air, we're going to have a conversation with Pine. She's going to answer some questions. Yeah, so let's jump to the interior of the plane with that. So this plane is a bit strange. So the interior of it is basically a small conference room. Like All the chairs are located around a small table. There's a conference room dead center. As best you can tell, you kind of step in. The crew is two pilots, and that's about it. And they don't ask about your bags or anything. They even kind of gesture, like, hey, the chairs fold up, and you can put stuff in there. And the chairs appear to be reinforced for whatever reason. And as they close through, you hear kind of the door hiss shut, meaning you have privacy on this plane. Like, there is literally no one on the plane outside of this room. You're kind of in the main cabin that can hear you, and you're up in the air, so no one can hear you there anyway. Yeah, so normal takeoff, you get your seats, they take off, you're in the air, they tell you, hey, you're bound for San Diego, California, we'll be there as soon as we can, we're taking a bit of a direct route, if you will, if you need anything, there's refreshments in kind of one of the bins near you, let us know if you need anything, they kind of just shut off and, well, looks like we're stable, so, Firestarter kind of cracks open his bag and pulls out three handles of hard liquor. Gin, whiskey, and vodka are just are just kind of laid out, not laid out, but like placed upon the middle of the table. Um, and he gets up. Uh, anyone else want mixers or anything else like that, or do you just want shot glasses? So, from the conference phone in the center of the table, this is not a time for celebratory drinks, Agent Firestarter. Yes, you can enjoy the plane ride, but I expect you to be sharp when you land on the ground. Oh Jesus, you're already here. This isn't a celebratory thing. I just lost my absolute gut in the middle of a security room in the, on, on, a, on a college museum. I am restabilizing myself. I am the sharpest you will get. Do what you need to, Agent. As I said, you sharp when you're on the ground. The situation has evolved some. Nothing new to report from what we're observing of the house, but we've talked to uh, Mr. Smith at the museum and we have confirmed that, yes, there indeed was a hack. We're working to clean it up and figure out the extent of the hack. They use extensive VPN technology, so running into various roadblocks on that, it's surprising at this point. This is cyber warfare on a level aimed at surveillance of all things you don't typically see well anywhere. I'm sure you've heard the rumors about the U.S. government hacking various Middle Eastern nuclear refineries and other such items. The complexity of what we're running into right now dwarfs that. Fine. Would you mind humoring me for a second? At this point, I can do nothing but humor you, agents. Uh, you are quite literally the ones we are sending for this operation. Florence is going to direct Pine to go like open up the directory in her computer and just go see and make sure that that calling card is not in the directory that, that she knows where it, it's hidden normally. It's not there, and she goes, I understand your caution on this one. I replace my laptop every eight days, so the chances of it being infected are low, but a wise precaution. Just had to make sure. Understood. This is the time for discretion and paranoia, as proven by our... Oh, we're going to kill them all. That's just it. We're not sure what or who you might be killing. We'll find out. Indeed, Agent. I can provide some information, but honestly, we do not know much more aside for... This appears to be Agent Francis's home address. We're not sure what you'll be walking into. 
house has been on hold since Francis's, we'll call it debilitation at the car crash. Can we confirm that Francis is not a vector? Seeing as Francis remains in a coma, we strongly doubt his vector status. He's been unresponsive in hospital. Not getting better, but not getting worse, I guess, is the measure of it. He's no longer on as much assisted technology, but he is still not necessarily conscious. And which, which other cells have been targeted? That's just it. It's looking at the broader picture of this. Everyone has at some point run up against this to varying degrees. Some it's been a repeat offense. Some it's been just a one-off of some kind. It almost seems like it's a probing stress test type endeavor. The escalation is truly baffling. So we've had a couple cells we now believe were indeed wiped out by whatever this is that they at the third operation, which seemed to be kind of an unlikely chain or a high frequency number of unlinked events in a rapid fire succession. The final one was a true unknown, similar to your um, time in Vermont, where our information was minimal. We thought it was a minor threat and either the cell did not return. Mostly it's kept us unbelievably busy. The number of incursions, unnatural outbreaks, and just topics of interest to our agency has been high. There's not normally this much activity in a year, let alone a decade in some ways. As you may have noticed, we've kept you busy despite your time off. We've And things have fallen through the cracks. Just some items have not been as high a priority in some ways for our agency to track down. We've let others in some instances pick up the slack in those cases. But our understanding is that they are also stretched rather thin. How much support can you provide us going forward? We're not sure what support to provide you at this moment. There'll be a car waiting for you. We've arranged for an armored SUV, FBI's finest, if you will. We've arranged for protective armor to be in the car for you as well. You exist in a bit of an anomalous state at this point. You are still enough off the grid that we could drop you back off again, which we might suggest doing. But you're also enough on the grid that you do register as out there. Depending on what happens in San Diego, we suspect it may be time to put you back into hiding. Not deactivate you, but put you below the radar, if you will. I suspect you'll find ways of operating amongst that. We'll also move you to a secure location where you can conduct whatever research you need short of visiting a library. But this is all getting ahead of ourselves. We'll talk after San Diego. If that happens, fine. I want an explanation that's reasonable for my the people in my life so that they're not going to freak out again. We've already started working on this. It really is quite tragic that gangland shooting you were witness to and were forcibly placed into WITSEC. Cool. Gotcha. Pine, question. Do you, by any chance, have any kind of information as to my previous cell? Have there been losses? Are they even intact? You are some kind of clacking. Agent Tranche remains alive, um, as she seems to have a knack for doing. The normal number of T-cell casualties have been suffered, roughly one or two agents per operation. You know the cell from experience runs tad larger, upwards of six or eight members with some frequency, but nothing unusual. In a, one hesitates to call it this, but it feels appropriate in this instance, tactical maneuver. Whoever is behind this has kept T-cell unbelievably busy. Nothing especially challenging by their measure, but a lot of work that had to be done. A lot of large outbreaks that required T-cells, a special focus, if you will. And to link it back to your time in Vermont, or at least two of your time in Vermont, several incidents that would have just blown over if not for the surprising focus shown upon them. That's actually been the most interesting part of all of this, is that rather than trying to orchestrate several of these events, they've just chosen to highlight, spotlight, make them unavoidable and hard for them to sweep under the rug. This goes without saying, things happen. Sometimes we investigate, sometimes they just rectify themselves. When they rectify themselves, it's tragic, but we don't always have to risk agents and, well, influence to sort them out. They seem to have a lot of information that we have, perhaps other means of communication between our organization's members is compromised. We're not ruling anything out. We're doing a full internal audit of all systems, all personnel, all communication methods. This plane, for instance, is, despite your experiences, is a bit of a relic from the cold. The plane's new. The technology inside of it is quite old, older than certain human understandings of long-range communication. 
a little artifact we keep around for instances like this. Normally, we would load up specific VIPs where they could conduct business from the sky if necessary, but this instance, we're using it to transport you. For whatever reason, whatever this is or whoever this is seems to have developed a fascination with F-Cell. Maybe it's your return, maybe it's your resilience, maybe it's the fact that we don't honestly know. Calling it a game seems to undercut the insincerity of the whole situation, the desperation of it, but it does feel like we're being toyed with. Are there any retired agents that still like go on to live normal lives? Or do you retire by dying in this agency? Kind of a chuckle at this. Yes, Agent Fox brought some people retire, but retirement is a complicated topic. You've seen some things, you've done some things, you've witnessed some things. Those things stay with you. Uh, assuming you live to a ripe old age of, I don't know, 70 or so, you're declared unfit for work in the CIA, you're allowed to go home, get fat, and get lazy. Are you ever going to forget any of this? No. Will you be able to sleep at night knowing that there's things out there happening that you know about that other people don't? No, which seems like the perfect motive for somebody to be upset and bitter about not being able to sleep after retirement and to take it out on us. We keep an eye on retired agents and those that are unfit for the field. The grim reality of it is those that exit are of either exemplary mental fortitude, crack, or don't make it out. There's not a lot of partial retirement from our work. Speaking of retirement, Pine, after we're done with all of this, I want to be moved to support. I want to have sell. I want your job. We will talk about that as we move forward. I suspect that given the nature of this investigation, you've more than fast-tracked yourself a promotion of sorts. F-Cell has performed admirably to this point, and assuming we can close this, we will talk further. I don't make these decisions, unfortunately, Agent. And speaking as someone who at one point was also a door kicker, it's very hard in some cases to let a as valuable door kicker as yourself retire to a more managerial role. I'll see what I can do, but I also suspect your uh, friend, Agent Tranche, or Fiddlesticks as you know her, might have a tad more leverage in this territory. She also is being eyeballed to move up, and it might be time to refresh the guard, if you will, seeing as, well, we've had a large-scale compromisation. So you're not on top here? There are people above you? Kind of chuckles at this. I, I am not the man in charge, no. God forbid you ever meet the men in charge and the few women. Trust me, I am far more pleasant than they are. Mm. If that's it, I encourage you to enjoy the rest of your flight, get some rest. Uh, your boots will be on the ground before you know it. Unfortunately, we all know what that means in this line of work. I have a potential angle for why we would hop off the grid, or at least I would. I'll send you the details. Just look it over. Understood. There should be a terminal in this table that you're sitting at that will allow you to do such things again using our proprietary technology on this case. I think that unless anyone else has any other questions, we should probably talk amongst ourselves. Yeah. Good as is. Uh, as Firestarter kind of throws one back. Thank you, Pine. Good luck and good hunting, agents. And please do report on what you find. Kind of hangs up. As you're kind of looking at this word set up for the first time in more detail, you realize that a couple of them are branded with March Technologies. You've all heard of this company, but it's nothing you have any real context for. They're a weird kind of DARPA-esque, high-tech government contracting company of some kind. Wasn't Florence's first run-in with T-Cell when they were sitting in a Marsh Technologies SUV? It was! Okay. Good to know. So, how are y'all feeling? I just want to get this over with. There was something that happened on this assignment that shook me to the core like nothing else. I'm genuinely concerned for my previous cell which is surprising seeing as how as you probably heard <laughs> casualties aren't an unfamiliar thing but the sheer fact that this has all just been a god if it feels like i'm a it feels like i'm in a cage i can't i can't just brush this off time that we start controlling the pieces in this game that they have us playing i think we can start doing that and what do you propose we're going to have to see what we find at Francis's home and then make a decision from there. But one thing I do know is, even though it may break protocol, I think that we need a direct line to each other past just our burner phones that we leave in our desks. 
something to get a hold of each other ASAP if we have to split up again. You're talking about like some hyper geometrical bullshit, or are we talking about like our personalized? Yeah, she pulls out her regular cell phone and sets it in the middle of the table. Oh, okay. I don't. Sometimes with you, I I don't know like how deep you're going to be going into this or whatever. Or maybe hey, this just might be the whiskey talking, but I got gotcha. you. Like, what's it called? Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, like, I, you're John to me, John. Um, I know you were called something else when our names actually were kind of popped up. I kind of chose to ignore it for a little bit, but here, hold up. Firestarter pulls his personal phone out of his pocket, and from his breast pocket, he pulls out a little Altoids container with his uh, SIM card that's been lined with foil <laughs> and plugs it in. This is my personal phone uh, i mean florence will take it and put her contact information in it and she'll label her contact as uh dr f or dr dot f i'm hesitant for a moment as i'm kind of watching this exchange of what they're doing and then ultimately i will hmm, how do i want to approach this one and look john i get it i'll grab a piece of paper and i will just write down john and then write my cell phone number and just hand it to him florence will just pocket it and do the same for John. Write her phone number down. All right, so in this moment of housekeeping, as you guys are all doing this, we're going to tackle the Delta Green Bond topic, because that's you guys are plenty bonded again at this point. We'll see if those bonds get worse, if you will. <laughs> Can't get any worse for me and Firestarter. <laughs> hey, wait, can it? I don't know Delta Green rules. Can it actually get worse? I mean, you can't, like, make a bond more negative, but... Okay. No, worse is it going up. Yeah. Oh, that means it has okay. to come from somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Having Delta Green bonds is like nice for camaraderie and story and whatnot. It's a ticking time bomb behind the scenes, though. Yeah, mm. because you lose a bunch of sanity if one of your bonds dies. Oh, really? Or so, your bond gets hurt, or. Oh. So if your bond with me had, has completely like fizzled out, Florence would be the one who would be like, oh shit, I let somebody else die under my command, but you'd be like, and he was a piece of shit anyway. Yeah. Okay. It's actually not too bad. See or hear uh, Bond gruesomely killed is it one if you succeed the sand check, one D8 if you fail. But I mean, D8 is a lot of sand loss. I mean, I'm already <laughs> I'm already dragging low levels of, in, of sanity as it is right now. So You're in the death spiral. Yeah. That spiral. So if my sanity reaches zero, do I die? No, you go insane. Yeah, everything okay. makes sense. Oh, everything makes sense. <laughs> oh, that's a great way of putting it. Okay. I can only imagine a scenario where like Firestarter is uh, just absolutely gets eviscerated and like Florence totally was able to see it, but in a very Florence move, just offloads that sanity loss onto Firestarter <laughs> or Firestarter's corpse. <laughs> Do you imagine like watching one of them die and then critical success the, <laughs> the sanity check? literal mind shield so let's handle the kind of bookkeeping right now so first okay. off you all for a successful operation get to recover 1d6 sand oh all right i wonder exactly how much i can recover maybe the one that i can well yeah just the one that i can have you not lost any sandy yet really i mean i've been bouncing up and down because i've offloaded all of it yeah and then, I mean, also, you know, my max is 82. Oh, yeah, it's very hot, yes. Well, because normally it's 99, your POW is just what it starts at, but then yeah. you have a natural, and my unnatural score has made it so that it's 82. So, I mean, I'm, I'm as sane as I'll ever be. It's true. So, all right, so I rolled a 1d6 and got 4. So my sanity currently is 29. So it goes up to 33 which is what my breaking point is. So is there a weird thing where like all of a sudden I break again because I'm exactly at my breaking point? No. So you're, bre you're at your breaking point. I'm not going to break you again for that one. You will pick up a disorder at the end of this operation, which is not where we're at right now. But okay. We'll circle back on that. Yeah. Think of it just as kind of recovering back to that point. Okay. Your next breaking point is the one all the way down. At least that's how I play. I don't make you kind of waffle back and forth on a breaking point. That's just sadistic. I figured that, like, yeah, because I'm like, oh, recover, breaking point, recover, breaking point. Like, oh, boy. Yeah, that's not how it works. You don't get more insane crossing the same threshold of kind of mind blasted twice. Gotcha. 
that was me in the sense that I, I think I hit my breaking point and that's where I got my sleep disorder. No, that my sleep disorder is from my veteran package. Yep. So I've been kind of hinting at the fact that Firestarter is going to become a hard alcoholic soon. <laughs> well, it's time it's going to show up too, because, yeah. Oh boy. All right. So covered the kind of sand recovery. Now we're going to kind of do the Delta Green Bond. So everyone roll sanity. We need to roll twice for each person, right? Yep. John? Sorry, John. We're not getting any better, buddy. Bye. Uh, this is for Florence, and that was a 92 failure. All right, Firestarter. We're bonded now. We weren't before. No. <laughs> Remember the last time we rolled for it? Florence was like, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I will do my Florence roll first. All right. Uh, failure. So, do I roll a 1d4 for that yep. one? Three. So you gotta take three points total away from your other bonds and add it to that. So obviously you can't take points away from Florence to give to Florence. I Yeah, I can't do anything. Once the bond's established, it's only one. It's when you first get the new bond, so I, I lose two to a bond. Yeah, my bad. Fuck you, mom. So you only take one away for that roll. Sorry about that, Firestarter. Okay, so I take away one from Everyone who is not Florence, including Delta Green Bonds, or just every non-Delta Green Bond? So who, who'd you roll for first? Uh, that was for Florence. All right, so you have a bond with Florence yet? I do. All right, so it's just one point total from whoever you want to take that away from to add to that bond. Okay. Sorry, bar friends, but I've made a legitimate friend. Friendship is magic, and magic is murder. I fucking bring up, so we're doing some hyper, hyper geometrical shit, and Florence just pulls out a cell phone. Very Delta Green conversation. <laughs> yeah. Some high-level Delta Green conversation. Okay, okay. So, so for mine, I already have Florence at four. Yeah, so if you fail Sandy, you only take one point of sand damage away from a non-Delta Green. It still goes up by the D4. It's just you only subtract one. Oh, okay. So the neighbor... I have neighbor at one, so the neighbor is zero, and Florence goes up to seven, then? That would be plus yeah. three? Okay, so Florence is at seven. I have no other points to give if I do a roll for Firestarter. So do I still do it, or...? Yeah, you just, they don't subtract from anything anymore. You have no more healthy bonds, if you will. Okay, so I'm going to roll for... This roll is for Firestarter. 94 failure. So now I roll a 1d4. Yep. Two. Can I subtract one from Florence to put two into Firestarter, or is that how that works? Or no, it's a non-Delta Green bond, yeah. so you just put two in Firestarter. Yeah, just goes up. Okay. It's a weird loophole. Okay, so he just got really pissed off at me, and then got over it. And yeah, got we're, we're, makes we're sense right in now. context. Great. So I failed for John. Um, so that's one from uh, non-Delta Green, and then plus four to John. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You like me way more than I like you. I mean, that kind of makes sense with who Foxtrot is. Yeah, what people aren't his thing. I'm just curious, what is everyone's bond score for everyone else? I have Florence at seven and Firestarter at two, and those are all the bonds I have. That's so fucking funny because like I have Florence at four and Foxtrot at seven because Foxtrot in my head is just like, you're my murder buddy. Like you and I both have the same kind of approach to questioning and like i have all the people who will understand me at my most intrinsic uh value it's you <laughs> florence is nowhere nearly as bonded as to, to everyone else or, or does not have a stronger very strong bond at a seven she has john at a four and Firestarter at two which also kind of makes sense because we've been teamed up longer yeah yeah also according to that sanity check Florence has also decided that she's just not going to get very close to this team anymore. Or any closer. <laughs> oh yeah, you rolled a crit, right? Yeah, I rolled a critical on, on John. Oh yeah. Which means that, like, I guess Florence is just like, oh, this is business as usual, all right? Yeah. You know, John and I, we're, we're doing great. And and then the failure for Firestarter is like, all right, he's a member of the team now. We've been through two ops together. If you take a kind of zoomed out view look at it, of the three of you, like the two of you are used to the dark side of stuff, given kind of what you do. Like firefighting can be a dirty business and CIA work, but there's a camaraderie in that. Like you do 
make bonds with the people you work with. Florence is CDC, which is kind of a weirdly mercantile, lonely profession in some ways because it's being sent off to places to investigate why a bunch of people got sick and died all of a sudden. My friends are microscopic. Yeah. It's a weird critique on the idea that those like, yeah, these people like are from or operate typically in kind of bonded nature professions, whereas the sanest person is kind of like, no, I have professional relationships. Yeah, that's that's definitely it. So like the more microscopic and abstract the uh, situation is, the more distant and more threatening it becomes to Florence. So like commitment. <laughs> That's a big issue for Florence. Well, actually, commitment's not an issue for Florence when it comes to some people. But, well, no, I think commitment's an issue for Florence. I mean, she sees, like, relationships as basically, like, a business deal. So, <laughs> I- I'm getting something from you, you're getting something from me. I just love, the, like, this, this concept of just, like, every single time you've had a role sanity to have, like, I'm offloading this on my mentor, I'm offloading this on my mother, I'm offloading this on my girlfriend. <laughs> like any kind of like long lasting like I'm gonna see you again soon sort of situation it's just like no in one of the recent episodes Charlie you were like yeah Florence's uh, Florence's bonds are to be burned to the wind or something yeah <laughs> it's changing a little she's realizing she cares about these people more than she thought but well some of them some of them she doesn't care about her mom oh god uh, Firestarter likes Foxtrot better than his, his uh, newest, newly established boyfriend. I mean, there's an argument you made you've spent more time in some ways with Foxtrot than... Weirdly enough. Yeah. I can be more honest with Foxtrot than I am with yeah, the I, boyfriend. You're not wrong. Like, imagine dating someone while being a Delta Green agent. Like, what do you do for like, oh, firefighter. Also, black ops. Like, there's a very sizable portion of your life that will probably kill you. That you cannot talk about. And we're trying to keep it casual anyway. But it's also not the dangerous fireman job. Like, imagine how weird that is where it's like, oh yeah, I work for the FBI, that's a dangerous job, right? Yeah, that's not the dangerous job I have. (laughs) 